2: Welcome to Lakers Fast Break, weekend edition, uh, weekend update, like the Saturday Night Live, uh, hopefully with a little less uh, wacky jokes. My name is Jamie Sweet for Gerald Glassford. I'd like to thank all of our contributors who are on and off the show. My uh, guest here today, Laker Tom. Uh, I know he's uh, hey, currently MIA, but Magic Man Sean Grice, OG Laker blogger, who we have a lot of respect and admiration for. Uh, Nick Bellina, Stone Hanson... John, Gerald, Joe, a.k.a. Ox1947. Uh, I'm sure the list goes on. I'm leaving a person or two off. El um, Rob, of course, has been on the show a few times. Also an OG Laker uh, blogger we have a lot of respect and admiration for. So welcome to our show here on the weekend as the NBA playoffs begin to roll to a close. And Miami made a dent. They won their one game. It was not in Miami. It was in Denver, which I was a little bit surprised at. And I thought that that may... Uh, Herald an actual series until they showed up in Miami and the Nuggets have figured out whatever whatever Miami did in game two has now been neutralized, uh, to the point that it's back to a series where I feel like there's a big tall person with their arm stretched out like this, and there's a little <laughs> person on the other end of that arm flying about a foot away from their body, trying to land a punch, and they're just there's just no, it's just not, it's just not gonna happen. Could could Denver yeah, could Denver like Miami with their – because now they've both been in Miami for, you know, about a week, five days, six days. Could that catch Denver, up with them? <laughs> huh?
0: Could that well, catch up with them?
2: Well, I, I mean, when, when if you – read, there was an ESPN article about the uh, atmosphere in Denver, the mile-high atmosphere. And even right. the players were saying, whenever we come home from a road trip, we have to reacclimate. So, really, Miami's only hope is that they can push through and reacclimate better at this point. Uh, if they can take Game Five in Denver, that really actually kind of does make it a series because right. that now it's so first win
0: home for Game Six, and it's uh,
2: right. We know where Game Six is, and I have a hard time seeing Miami losing three in a row on their home floor. And, but it is you know, it
0: is sweet how the dynamics work to you know really reinvigorate the series I mean, as you go back and forth.
2: I agree. I agree, and I, I mean, feel the, like
0: the, the two one the the two two one 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 arrangement of the of the games is by far a great great attribute to making great series
2: yeah, i agree i did not love the 2-1-1-1 one, 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 the 2-3-2 two, two format i didn't yeah, i
0: hated that too
2: i thought it really actually kind of gave an advantage to the away team yep because you all you had to do is win one and then you've got that chunk you can count on. The other so, guy
0: in elimination games, two in a row.
2: Right. You have, you, you, even if you lose a game at home, like you're like, oh, all right, we still, we can still go up three, one, three, two at home and just win one or two on the road again. And at this point, you know, you're, you're, a lot of people like to be like, oh, home court advantage and this and that. These are professional athletes, you know. I, I, they like if anything we well, yeah, always have
0: human nature that that you know you take your foot off of the gas when you're ahead and you put right. your foot and on the gas when you're behind you know I mean it's it happens <laughs> it's life What's
2: up? Jupau Gasol. how are you doing I uh, hope everybody's uh, doing well out there on the chat uh, I'm gonna try to be a little bit better about showing people on the chat today I wasn't I was terrible about it last time when I was the host and now I know what I'm doing a little better my learning curve I believe I've uh, uh, I have Destroyed, so hopefully we're uh, we're super pro about all this. You know, and I'll, one more thing on on professional athletes, I think they maybe even some some you know if you I remember Kobe, you know a lot of athletes have talked about it. They prefer to play on the road because there's nothing better than silencing that crowd, than taking that crowd out of a game. You, winning on your home floor is wonderful and all, I'm sure, but I feel like a lot of times you get a little bit, you know, there's an extra, there's a little bit extra motivation the chip is a little deeper on your shoulder. You, you dig in a little harder because you just don't. So, want so, to so, it's also
0: easier to focus, you know, right. You don't have the wife and the kids and the neighbors right. and your friends and Right. Well, you know, it, you're it, not worried it,
2: about all did all my, did yeah, you my don't
0: people worry get into, about that stuff. Right. You know? and and all my people get into
2: the game? then my, my is it, my
0: in, It's easier to get into that routine of a pre-game thing where you've got some sort yeah. of focus and you go through these three different things and you eat your favorite foods and you, right. you, know, you time everything so right. You so you're at the arena at the right time and place, and you feel good and everything's yeah. right, you know, your
2: headband's in the right place, your
0: are right. in the right place, you know. Right.
2: You, you do have to worry about that hotel food. You do have to worry about that hotel food a yeah, little bit. That up. is a danger. That you is know, a danger. There was, there was the burger game, the infamous burger game that Kobe had, uh, where he claims that he got a bad burger. I think it was in Portland. Uh during the playoffs. And uh
0: would get you know. it past some fans in some towns. I'm not accusing anybody, but oh yeah. Oh, there, yeah. Are some, there are some fans who would go to those types of moves.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, listen, if I I I I might be that type of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I mean, I just. I just happen to work in IT, so I'm not really in a position to do uh, any damage to somebody who's at my at a hotel near me. But uh, you're the
0: guy in the front row who sticks his leg out when uh, a Celtics no, see is that you get
2: kicked out for. Then you can't watch the rest of the game. They ban you for life, something like that. I, and I hate those guys. I hate people who spill a drink on the court when they're in their forty-five million-dollar season. <laughs>
1: Come on man
2: like you can run a multi-million dollar company but you can't keep your drink up like let's 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 step up our game here let's step up well on. you
0: know there i ran into that technology i got i got a drink at uh, taco bell i've never gone to taco bell rarely in my life but i got home and i'm getting ready to throw it in the trash and there's still there's still a bunch of ice in there so i don't want to throw that in the trash you know we, sure. we have our different apartments and I swear this lid was was a totally unable to open lid that that I you know finally I took the thing and I smashed it down as the only way I can get the lid off. I said, "Wow, you know they need these for these Lakers games in the front row, man."
2: <laughs> My favorite are the beers that they at, so you'll see the concerts they put the beer on the on the on oh, the yeah. bar and it fills up from the bottom. Right, it's just kind of like. I mean, I, it's it works, but mm-hmm. I swear I'm watching magic mm-hmm. right now. Like this is real, honest to God, magic, <laughs> magic technology. Uh, so anyway, it's so uh, our aim here on the uh, weekend edition of this uh, of this podcast, this video blog, this uh, video podcast, whatever whatever people call these things, um, is to highlight some of our posts and some of our bloggers over at LakerHolics.com, which is a site Tom uh, started. Uh, reflective of our time back in the day at the LA Times Laker blog, run by such Laker blogger luminaries as the Kamenetsky brothers, Mark Medina, and uh, among others. But my glory era was definitely—I thought the glory area for it was definitely when uh, Brian and Andrew Kamenetsky ran it. Uh, so shout out to the Kamenetsky brothers um, for you know really fostering a, a very—I mean—I felt like what they did during that time was really at a time when. You know, blogging, I wouldn't say it was new, but it hadn't like reached, you know, the manic zenith where like you made a podcast out of it and this and that and the other thing. You just wrote stuff down and that was enough. They also had a book out on competitive fishing, I believe, that kind of led the times to be like, hey, would you like to do this too? And they're like, sure. And so I think they really did a great job of having an even-handed, even-keeled approach to moderating a blog where... I don't know if I ever has anybody difficult
0: to do if you look at the individual personalities of the two of them because they're both right. they're both they're lightning both, rods for criticism.
2: No, and they're both they're they uh, they're both that what I love about them is is they're both you know quite different in their yeah, I would say they're, they're, that Brian is a little. They less don't have much
0: brotherly agreement most of the time.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. No, there's that. There's a little bit of like you know, there's a little bit of give and take there, a little push and pull. I would yep. say that Brian is a little less of a fanboy than Andy is. Andy right. is like Andy loves the Lakers. Brian admires the Lakers, but well, Brian's not even a Laker sport. fan. He loves sports. He, he's he loves admitted
0: a, not a Laker fan.
2: He's admittedly not a Laker fan, but he loves he loves comp- he loves high high level of competition, and he loves people who are excellent at their craft. Hence, a book about competitive sport fishing, which. I don't even know. I've never read it. I, I probably should, but I don't There's have any yet. interest in the so of competitive um, sport. But um, anyway, so the, the 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 lakerholics.com website is a reflection and in and in in inspired by that moment uh, that moment in time. Uh, and as such, we'll bring up my latest post. Uh, which I wrote just a couple of days ago. Um and this is about our off season as Laker holics, and what I think we might do. Um, we talk, as I said before, when I do, when I do, uh, when I do a blog, when I do a post, I'll have, a, you know, I'll have a little bit of an intro as I have things the off season. This is this is going to be my some of my thoughts on what we ought to do this off season, and then I'll have something to listen to. In this case, it's the wonderful Tenacious D cover of uh, of Wicked Game. Uh, which, if you haven't seen this video, it's a it's a hoot. Uh, we won't play it now. Probably there's a copyright there, and Gerald to have a heart attack. Um, so we'll just scroll right on by that. But it's it's recommended listening. Um, so the first thing I brought up was should the Lakers continue to build around LeBron James, which is a I think a valid uh, question at this point. Is LeBron James the person, the player, whom we should continue building around? I'm thinking less and less that he should be based on both his availability and his ability his availability and his ability to play for hard for a full 48 minutes and deliver the type of performance one expects to see from LeBron James. Now that's I don't want to phrase that in a way that makes me makes it seem like it's his fault. The dude is coming up on 40 years old. (laughs) The dude is coming up on
0: 40 years old. Wait, wait, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's get some of the verbiage corrected so that we can know exactly what we're talking about sure because building around lebron has two connotations to me one is if you're building around lebron in a win now mode meaning that that's all you care for i don't think any of us at this point in time believe we should be doing that because we just don't know what we have left in lebron and it's probably going to be the type of thing that you're going to be in that same situation at the start of every season, hopefully, unless, you know, he has a serious injury. Um, But but I do think you have to build around him in the sense that you have to understand that he's limited now. We can't play huge minutes with him. We can't rely upon him to be the primary scorer the primary ball handler and distributor. So we have to build around him then that we have to, one of the things that we hadn't had up until the trade deadline was anybody to back up LeBron or AD. Their backups were winning and Gabriel and Troy Brown, you know.
2: Bonnie Walker so,
0: the Yeah. So we've done a good job. Well, 6'4 guy he ain't going to do the same thing as a 6'9 LeBron. So we have to we have to shore up the positions behind them so that when they can't play that we've got insurance and and we can oh, reduce yeah, their yeah. minutes, I think. I think those are the important things so Building around him, I think the Lakers have kind of come to an uh, an understanding that, hey, two years may be it, you know, because Bron's not going to want to play if he's not capable of being a superstar.
2: Of course. No, I think that kind of goes without saying. He'll, he'll at, at best, we'll get Kobe's final season, right? At, right. at, at, yep. at best.
1: Or I, and or he, and he
2: does,
0: I think he, man, he... he he knows enough about his role in history to understand that there has to be a farewell tour.
1: Oh No,
2: I, I didn't, I have not taken, I don't really take the, I'm going to retire without a farewell tour yeah. or without right. leaving the Lakers on the hook for $50 million next season, unable to build a team. Right. Uh, because just to clear something up, if if LeBron retires, that contract 100%. is doesn't get the contract still there. The contract still applies. Every penny all of that cap dollars. Every penny of that contract hits the Lakers salary cap just the same way. If it was if he was suiting up, he could be playing Mario Kart at home. Doesn't matter. He is a Laker on paper, and so that if he does choose this retirement route, basically sinks the season. Yeah. Because uh, I just don't indeed. see the Lakers buying him out. I don't see him forfeiting the money.
1: I don't see any of that happening.
2: And so as such, that's why I have every belief that LeBron James will be in a Laker uniform come training camp. Now he's got, he's got,
0: you know, you don't, you don't create a beautiful, magnificent career. And then when you're ready to put the topping on that career, that probably has a good chance of, of, especially with our recency bias of propelling you past Michael and and becoming the goal. You know, you're not going to give that away. (laughs) You're not going to give that away in a sense at all. I mean, LeBron has been about crafting a long and illustrious career as the greatest basketball player in the world. And uh, he's a couple of seasons away from probably doing that. If he can win one of those two titles in the next two years, I think he's got a good chance.
2: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you
1: are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, I was tied into a chair, and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I mean, the other thing you have to consider is what's So the Lakers and LeBron are at least in this arrangement for one more season, minimum. After that, he's got a player option, which he could decline. He could decline and sign for less. He could decline and sign with another team. He could decline and retire. So I kind of think he's going to – if he does – I think he's weighing three things right now. One, do I get surgery, which I I sincerely hope he does. I'm sure that that's one of the reasons he doesn't want to – Doesn't want to play. I'm sure he doesn't want to go through a two, three month rehab, be ready by the beginning of the season, not really have a fun summer to like hang out with his kids, play with his, you know, hang out with his family, do things that the James is like to do in the off season, which are generally some kind of fun vacation somewhere uh, remote. Uh, And I, I understand that, you know, I, I understand the grind that he goes through. Over the 80, 82 game season, uh, the grind that only magnifies when the playoffs come around where you have to give a long winded interview about simple stuff and make it sound dynamic every time. And that's got to be, you know, after 21 years of that, it's got to be the most boring or the 21st year of that. Looking at that has to be nothing but boring and annoying. Um, yeah. That And I, I emphasize, I emphasize with that. However, you're also getting paid $50 million and that's your job. You're getting paid $50 million. That's your job. Your job is to do the 82-game run. Your job is to play a game for 82 games, and if your team is good enough to get into the playoffs, to try and get 16 more wins under your belt, 17 or 18 if you have to do the play-in routing again. So, nope, everybody has days where they don't like their job. <laughs> I've had days where I don't like my job. I'm sure you've had days where you don't like your job. The point I is – I, I mean, and everybody goes like, "Oh, I'd do it if I was getting paid fifty million dollars." That's not that's not how the human mind works. The human mind doesn't say like, "Oh, I'm getting paid fifty million dollars. This is fun." The human mind goes, "I don't want to do this for the twenty first year. I don't care about the money because I've already got fifty million dollars eight times over in the bank. I'm good on the fifty mil. It's not. I'm not doing it for the fifty mil. I'm doing it for the history. And if I can't make history, I don't think I want to do it anymore. And that." That is the issue. That is the issue because it's.
0: uh, It all comes down down to how much of it was a foot injury and how much of it is just age.
2: All of it. I think it's all of it. I think it was getting, I think it was getting swept by a team that you look at as being, that team is going to be together for four or five years, right? That is the. And they weren't,
0: they weren't that much better. (laughs) I mean, it's just, every game was, every game was a winnable game.
2: Sure, but the fact that none of the games got won, and it was never yeah,
0: really. But that's, but that's one of those things that that's one of those things that every so often happens, and and part of it it was, part of it was that we were burned out. They were incredibly lucky in their shots going in, and Delo just totally cratered on us. And and you look at the injuries the way that LeBron and eighty eight, LeBron and eighty did not have great playoffs. No. You
1: know? Uh, yeah, 80 did, 80
0: did defensively. I'll take that back. I'll say 80 did defensively. He did his job defensively. Sure. But uh, offensively he was inconsistent and and yeah. LeBron was inconsistent
2: wildly uh, so. And
0: wildly you know, so. we had some guys like Atomura and Reeves who played great. And uh but when I looked at when I look at at the at the lineup that Denver puts out there, the guy who's the big difference maker for me has always been Darren Gordon, man he was, he, he's the killer. He just, he just takes advantage from a size standpoint. That's why I feel so strongly about needing to get bigger. Well, anyway, let's, let's move on to the, uh, the, there's five points in every one of Jamie's articles. And and he basically picks up the five things that he thinks are most important about the previous game or the off season or whatever the topic is. So,
2: so let's do it. So point number one is a long winded one about, do we continue to build around LeBron and AD? Ba- the basic answer comes back to yes. I bring up a couple of points that I think are valid. One, I think that AD is bulked up to a point that is maybe not conducive to him being as effective and dynamic and offensive player as he used to be. He doesn't Over have a the good long first term step too. Over
0: the long term, I think it's right
2: it's, now. I'm not talking like a Zion-like issue that. where the guy jumps and like his his bone just yeah. you know can't is body simply can't take the weight and the torque at which he plays. Zion, I, I have I'm doubting he'll ever have a long career. I'm doubting his career in the NBA at this point. Uh, Stephen A. Smith had a had a really nice uh, he he, had a, he has a nice video that I was I watched the other day where I had a hard time disagreeing with him. I'm a big fan of the idea of Zion. Dude doesn't play right he just doesn't play. And at this point, the excuses stop to matter. If you don't play, you're a bust. Yeah, And it doesn't matter what everybody thinks you could do or what you think you could do because you're not doing it. And that's right. kind of where I've gotten to with AD. It's like, well, I saw the first season he was here, I saw this this player that I was like, I see the future of the Lakers. This is, this is the guy who we're going to build around. And then after that season, I have never seen that player again to the point where I kind of think that that version of the player is the outlier, that the AD we've gotten the last couple of years is the more, that's what I've seen more of. So, and then people say the same thing. Well, he was hurt then and he got hurt then and he got hurt then and he did this and he played through that. and he got, That's great, but it doesn't change reality. I can't. No,
0: but I think it does change the sort of Mr. Street Clothes Norman n- n- that had been been dumped on him. He, I mean, he, he missed another 30 games, games this season. He missed he 30 more games and a whole lot of guys did who supposedly never got the hype the negative hype that he did, you know. I think the difference is, is that before we were sure he was a top 5 player knocking on the door of being the best player. Sure. And he didn't look like that in the last 3 years. He hasn't uh, looked anything like that. And is- you know, but that's but that's those are always just snapshots.
2: Three seasons of below thirty percent, below thirty-five percent three-point field goal. But it doesn't change.
0: It doesn't change the simple thing that that first off, there are very few. There, there's almost nobody else who can do what he can do defensively and the impact he can have defensively.
2: Right, but we didn't. But that's. But we didn't trade for an elite. We didn't trade for an elite defender. We did not trade the farm. No, but
0: we've got him right now, and he's a player you got, and you're never going to get value from him trading him.
2: Well, that's the other point I make in this is that there's the return on the AD trade now. Will you just have to his. build around
0: him, which means that you have to, you have to understand who you're building around. You're not building around a guy who's going to be there. 82 games. You're not building around a guy who can play 40 minutes a game. You're not building again around a guy who can put up against the biggest centers in the league. So you have to then build around him to make sure that your team can compliments him and, Takes care of the weaknesses and helps his strengths, and you know all that's all a do part you of the week. Really.
2: And we talked a little bit about this last week, and we'll bring it up again, I'm sure, in the future. Do you think then it makes more sense to build the team around a version of AD that plays, if not only at the four, at least more at the four? And I'm not talking about playoffs. In the no, playoffs, I do, I do, I do, I
0: do for. A million reasons.
2: He, in the playoffs, he's gonna be. It's gonna be matchup based, right? He'll he yeah. will he if yep. he's the best center available, he'll play center. Yeah. If, if there's a better matchup, and we have a back to the basket or a even just like a you know journeyman type center, guys we brought up last week, you know, like an Andre Drummond, Xavier yeah. Tillman, even Stephen well, Adams. We, guys we won a championship and,
0: with Dwight Howard starting at center
2: against and, against the Nuggets specifically. Against the Nuggets. against the Nuggets specifically. So you need to, I think. I think there are a million reasons why you at least have to re-explore that during yeah. the regular season. And longtime blogger Mongo Slade I know will not be happy about that point because he's, he wants to see AD in, in the post. He wants to see him be the best center that he can be. My problem is that you've lost he, – he, with all of that exertion, I think that is what's sapping his dynamic ability as a scorer. And one of the things that made the Lakers work so well, we were had the best record in the league that year. Some of that was a younger LeBron. Some of that was a better supporting cast that just fit better around those two other guys who could shoot other guys who could make play, plays. And we had a bigger team in general across the board, bigger. Still, we had the best record in the league, mainly because of AD's excellence in the regular season. Right. And he was in the MVP conversation uh, up until COVID. And then, you know, the last thirty games, it just you didn't get the chance to like really decide. You had to decide on the first sixty games. Can't remember who won it that year. I want to say it was well, the thing
0: you had. The thing we had that year was we had a we had McGee played terrific the first half of the year. Yep, and he started and he played terrific, and then he just like fell off of the cliff. He, he got a hip injury oh, midway geez, through. the year. He, he fell was in horrible, the stand- but yeah, fell but at that track. point in time, at that point in time, we put Howard in there, and Howard yeah. did well. And then we got to the playoffs, and until we got to Joker, well, AD play five. Yeah. And that was just terrific because that was small ball on steroids, and Marquise did a great job. And yeah, Rondo Morris, was
2: Morris came alive. Rondo
0: was hopefully what, what we're gonna see from CP3 if he joins the Lakers instead. Um, it was a, you know, so I, I'm I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you for the same reasons that you are, and and I I, I always believe in positional size. Yep. I want us to have a positional size advantage at every position. And if that. you knock, if you move LeBron and AD down a slot, then they are monsters against the guys they play against. And yep. you stick a Brooke Lopez or a Miles Turner or a Naz Reed even. I, I'm not as high on Reed just because he's not a defender. I want a yeah. shot blocker in there. Yeah. But I
2: want somebody who – I either want somebody who's – well, if you like tell me he's good. going
0: to the Clippers, then I want him real bad.
2: I knew somebody in the chat would bring this up. So let's get to it now. Okay. There it is. CP3. You got to take him. Okay. So let's clear off a couple of things here about Chris Paul and his impending. uh, Well, we think his impending uh, divorce from the Phoenix Suns. One, it's not necessarily going to happen. He could, because his contract is only half guaranteed. They can buy out the remaining 15 mil and resign him. He's not getting waived. He's getting bought out. And that's different. Well,
0: but the behind the scenes reports are that they have his his people expect him to be waved and stretched.
2: If that's and the case, then that's one thing. Phoenix is yeah. under no obligation to do that. They could just pay him 15 million dollars and right. attempt to resign him for a more contra- a friendlier yeah. deal that'll allow them to keep Booker and uh, Durant together longer. Yeah, I can they understand don't, they don't want him that. as
0: a starting point guard any longer.
2: Sure, I mean, I think that's the other thing is that they w- might want him to come off the bench.
0: Yeah, and it's um, the money. The money is the issue.
2: I think it's more the role. I think that they saw how well Booker did with the ball in his hands in the playoffs, yeah. and yeah. they said that it's time for this to happen. Well, you,
0: you, know, he's a you. You got a guy who needs the ball in his hands to be effective, and yeah. and you got two superstars now who need the ball in their hands.
2: Honestly, you got three guys. They, the- they, they want
0: to get a third superstar who needs the ball in their hands too. I, know, I don't.
2: Kyrie <laughs> I don't understand that part. I don't even know if they want to get Kyrie Irving. I don't believe that scuttlebutt. I think that the only t- team that wants Kyrie Irving is Dallas, and that's only because they paid so much to get him. Yeah. Um, uh, I so Intel Wilds is kind of agreeing with you. Got to take him. Uh, well, here's the thing. He can't.
0: He's there's a here's the two options. If he's just waived, then his then his then he's getting paid by the by the sons 15 million dollars and he can't double dip that means that all he can do is get the minimum or a salary bigger than what he's getting paid
2: also not true now, also there's not one
0: true. wrinkle the one wrinkle is he could buy him out he could no. say give me 13 million and we're done and i'll do with that to save a couple million then he's a free agent he could sign
2: for anything because he's already got paid by you. Well, okay so that's true to a point. Once he is, if he's waived, by that I mean, you know, bought out, not bought out, if he's waived and stretched or just outright waived, however that works for Phoenix, then he has to clear waivers, which means a few teams can put in for him.
0: Yeah, but that means that they're going to agree to pay him 15 million. Nobody's going to
2: agree. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that San Antonio might be interested in bumping up their low caps cap sheet and having a point guard that could help women understand the nuances of the game to bring up one team, just one
1: mm-hmm. San
2: Antonio will also do that simply to keep him from coming to the Lakers. <laughs> I, I could see that happening on both counts, either count. Um, hey, what's up Raul? Uh, yeah, Kyrie Irving does have tantrums. Uh, I don't know that CP3 is good for the Lakers. Uh, I, I, I should clarify something. I am not a Chris Paul fan in any way, shape, or form. No, I've neither never am I. I hate the guy. <laughs> I've never been. Uh, I was happy when the league nixed. The only thing that bummed me out when the league nixed the trade for Pau Gasol and Lamar Odom is that I knew it was going to burn a bridge between at least one Odom. of those two guys. Pau was yeah. professional enough to play out the rest of that season. And yeah, then it
0: Lamar's <laughs> career.
2: But it ended Lamar Odom's career. And that's what pissed me off about that was that I yeah. thought the NBA did wrong by two of its, by two of its, by two of its, you know, best players. And so that to me always rubbed wrong. I also don't think you trade size for small. We had two players of size who had dynamic skill sets who did exactly what Chris Paul did, but could also rebound the ball. And I don't, I never understood the idea behind that trade. You don't, you don't give, you don't bring somebody who needs the ball as much as Chris Paul does onto a team with Kobe Bryant. It didn't work with Steve Nash. It didn't work with any of the number of players. Mitch uh, Richmond, JR, not JR Smith, uh, uh, JR Ryder, all these guys who were like scoring forwards who could break a defense down from the top of the key were relegated to spot up shooters on the Lakers because Kobe had the ball. You don't play guys who need the ball with their hands with another guy who needs the ball in their hands. It's insanity. Unless that guy's coming off the bench backing up the other guy.
1: But you know,
0: here's what's really interesting about this whole discussion on Chris Paul. Because when you think about him fitting on the Lakers and, and what would he allow to happen? First, he'd allow LeBron to play off of the ball and LeBron would be impossible to cover with Paul feeding him. And then you got AD on pick and rolls with with Chris, it's just, it's really a perfect, it's really a perfect match, especially, but the the whole thing is gonna be dependent upon Chris being able to agree that he's gonna come off the bench. because He's not a starting point guard anymore. He can't play starting point guard
2: minutes, man. Well, that's the other thing. I don't think he's gonna do that. I don't think he's gonna agree.
0: I, I think if there's a reason why he doesn't come to the Lakers, it should be because the Lakers said, that's what your role would be on this team. I would hope Come so. Come off the bench, mentor, mentor Russell. He damn needs. He needs it for sure. You know, he could really use a Hall of Fame mentor to get him back on track.
2: Well, I—that's—that's um, I, that's I, really
0: let him. He let let Russell eat up the minutes during the regular season, and then let 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 3 be Rondo in the playoffs. I mean,
2: course. if that's the only scenario that I can see, but I can guarantee you that Chris Paul a is not ready to sign a vet minimums contract with anybody there will that's the other thing people should just put out of their brains right now he's not coming here for the vet minimum he will he not can't sign, sign
0: for, for that he can't sign for anything but that unless he buys out his contract
2: which is why I think he will okay he's got money we'll, he doesn't we'll need find out. Benefit. He doesn't, he doesn't need, like LeBron, he doesn't need that $15 million. His state farm sponsorship alone probably covers that. So let's let's not delude ourselves is all I'm saying. He's not coming here for the vet minimum. Anybody who's going, oh, the vet minimum, you're crazy. He's coming here for the vet minimum. I believe that. I don't believe that. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, that it will take more than $5 million to sign him as well. I believe that he will sign a deal in the 10 to $15 million range because that is what he believes his impact is to a team. And whether anybody else believes that or not is inconsequential because there are enough teams with cap space that could use Memphis. Memphis could bring in Chris Paul for $15 million, let Dylan Brooks walk. Whatever happens to John Morant, great. If John Morant goes down, same idea, right? Except you have clearly have a better player than Chris Paul. How much money do you want to put on this? Now, uh, five bucks. I'll bet five bucks on all, all my crazy theories.
0: Five more. You're on for five bucks. So the bet is that um... –
2: The bet is he he will not sign with the Lakers for the veteran minimum. Or anywhere. He won't sign anywhere with any team. Okay,
0: you're on on for five. Huh? You're on for five.
2: Easiest $5 I ever made. All right. Uh, I'm not sure. What else
0: can we make money off of you for? (laughs) <laughs> go down the list, man
2: uh, if you'd like to sponsor lakerhawks.com uh, feel <laughs> free to contact tom on uh, laker tom on uh, tom Wong on twitter uh, laker tom he, uh, he he would be happy to talk sponsorships uh, <laughs> uh, I won't get into the details of any of of, any of that stuff. It's just too funny. Uh, and, and same with Lakers Fast Break. I'm quite certain if you would like to sponsor or invest in any way, shape, or form in Lakers Fast Break, feel free to reach out to Gerald Glassford at LakersFastBreak at yahoo.com with your proposal uh, and you will be fast-tracked uh, to the top of the investment investment <laughs> list. <laughs> too sweet. Um, all right. So look, if Chris Paul becomes a Laker, fantastic. Uh, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a long shot. Um, I, it, the only way I see it working is if it is for around a, a Rondo S situation where he kind of like, ah, oh, my wrist, ah, oh, my neck, ah, oh, my, 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 my gluteus maximus through the regular season, and then is ready to go for the playoffs where we saw D completely crater, basically yeah. outside of four or five days. It'd be nice
0: if LeBron could sit down and tell Chris, that man, this is the opportunity we've been waiting for, for 20 years
2: but they both they both value them that's this is the other thing everybody likes to play with money as if it has no impact on psyche these people value their time oh. they're not going to dollars
0: are worth all, it's the number that's the important the number
2: is a the is, number is, is, is a, zeros has, it, the, the, the number is zeros sign, the dollar sign is essentially this a, a respectometer right how much do you yeah. respectometer me yeah am, am i respected here am i valued yeah. This is what it comes down to. Is it ego? 100% it's ego. And they've right. earned the right to have that ego, to drop that yeah. ego bomb on a team. To be like, oh, you thought I was going to come here for the vet minimum? Isn't that cute? Isn't that wonderfully adorable? It's not happening. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the second wonderful point I had in my five <laughs> things. Uh, basically, I come to the, my, my opinion and point number one is we are going to continue to build around LeBron and AD. I think AD needs to move to the, the four and lose weight. Not a lot of weight. I'm talking like 10, 15 pounds. Just get leaner faster. Uh, And I think that we need to try to construct a dynamic offense that does not revolve around LeBron James having the ball in his hand on every possession. Which brings us to the point guard question. We talked about this a little bit last week too. I think the Lakers already have two or three combo guards on the team right now who can run an offense in the half court capably enough you don't as the Lakers, you'd rather be on, on finishing on the break anyway, where you just, you know, the fastest guys down the court score. And LeBron's not going to want to finish on the break. Not unless he's like leaking out from the three-point line, trotting a few steps, you know, to finish a to finish a playoff. So with that in mind, I think even if we just stay with who we have and maybe even let D go, I think you could leave. You could use Reeves in the regular season as the de facto point guard. You could Combine him with another combo guard, whether it's Russell for, you know, 20 to 30 mil, whether it's Clarkson uh for roughly the same, uh Jordan Clarkson, whether it's any number of guys, you know, some guys will be harder to get than others. I would love to get Tyus Jones. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Fred Van Fleet, I think, is going to get po- pay, uh, paid more than we're willing to pay him. I mean, I think Fred Van Fleet's going to get paid before D'Lo is, right? Like, in yeah. terms of the – Right? Don't you see like when free agency hits Fred Van Fleet is point guard number 1. Yeah. Basically. With D'Lo being even below Chris Paul. Like, oh, well then let's take a 15-20 million dollar flyer on Chris Paul. If that's what it takes to bring him here. Mm-hmm. And then D'Lo is going to be left in the 15-20, million range, which for the Lakers I think is doable. I think you keep D'Lo at that point if he agrees to come back.
0: Well, here's what here's what it comes down to though. I'm going to start from a premise that I believe that the Lakers are going to hard cap themselves, just because there's so many advantages in the hard capping. I agree. It's, it's their it's their way of getting access to sixteen million dollars worth through, of exceptions, right? Through
2: one of two ways, which we'll go over here in a second. Yeah.
0: So when you once you accept that and you and you start to look at the situation of of Russell. There's two things that the Lakers can do. They can put together Beasley and and they could they could guarantee Beasley and and um, Bamba so they could trade them along with a pick to bring back a $20 million player. Or they could sign D'Angelo Russell for $20 million and bring him back. They can't do both of those. If they sign D'Angelo, then they have to then renounce both Beasley, or uh, they turned down the team option on Beasley, and, and, and will not guarantee anything on by June twenty eighth on Mama's contract. So if they do that, then you know they have a chance. So it makes a lot of sense. Beasley, uh, they just can't do both of them. They just don't have the money to do it.
2: Exactly. Because you're going to get
0: up, you, you go from one sixty nine to one seventy nine so fast that there's hardly room to move.
2: No. It's no, like, I
0: think it's, it, it makes they, sense to bring to bring D'Lo back at 20 million
2: if that's um, what happens. I, and to to the Lakers advantage there's not a lot of teams com- competitive teams right. that aren't in rebuilding mode that won't have
0: and there's only gaps. and and most of them all most of those teams already got somebody at point guard.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, D'Lo's yeah, a combo guard. You can kind of fit him in at two or three different slots. I could see a team I could see a team like Houston wanting to do. I don't. Know, Houston. Houston to me is going to be the wild card this off because you kind of expect them to continue rebuilding. But are they? Well, it's, <laughs> are uh, they going to continue? There's another wild card
0: too, which is the, that trade that that uh, the Thunder just made.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> Where they're trading their the Thunder is got so many draft picks that one of the problems is they can't use them. So all of a sudden now they're trying to get rid of draft picks in the next couple of years for ones down the road. That's um, it's, it's good wheeling and dealing. Michael Michael H brought up the whole subject of well maybe we ought to take our 2029 pick, which is what they just got. I said I, I asked the question on on Laker Holics. I said I wonder what 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 they give us. What would what would the the Thunder give us for an unprotected 2029 post LeBron and AD pick? could we start with the number 12 pick this year and maybe next year's number one pick
2: i don't know you know i think it would be a pick for a pick. i don't i don't think you would get two picks for one okay. i don't
0: think no, you get two. no i will give them the 29 pick and they give us the number 12 for this year that's it mm-hmm.
2: yeah I, then I'm we get 12
0: what... and 15.
2: I don't know that you get. to – I don't know that you can talk. About give me,
0: it give me Derek Lively and and Bilal. <laughs> now, now, you just, now you're just talking crazy. Now you're
2: just talking crazy. Now you're talking as if OKC is the farm system for the Lakers. <laughs> well, oh, of course. Look, Lakers. if they just gave up a first round, a first round pick this year
0: and next year for
2: that 2029 pick, I'll tell you what that tells me: that they think they're closer to contending, and they are. Than a lot of people give them credit for.
0: Well, it just says that they know that they're going to waste picks because they're going to draft the guys that they can't even put on the roster because they're already filled up.
2: Nah, no, that'll be fine.
1: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos?
2: my point card question is I could, I could do, de- I could go any, which way I could see moving forward as <laughs> is. I could see us trying to sign and trade for Van Vliet. Uh, I could see that as long as he, as long as he opts into his player option, up uh, much more than that player option. And it's a problem. Um, and, yeah, he get more. uh,
0: he'll, he'll get 25 easy.
2: I know, but if he, he, that, that would mean we have, we won't have access to him because if we That's let D'Lo walk, or we'd have to renounce the rights of Beasley, Bamba, Andy. De- we'd have to let all three of those guys walk to have the cap space to sign Reeves, Hachimura, and Van Fleet as a free agent. And that's a problem. That's a problem because then you're 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 looking at for hard cap purposes, you're right probably up against the cap at that point. Because uh, what's so? Let's say it takes 60 million combined to sign all three guys. Uh, you can maybe argue that down to 50. Uh, But between AD and LeBron, that's going to put you at 130 something and the rest of the contracts, you're already at 140 something, which doesn't give you a lot of room before you start bumping against bumping up against that hard. Yeah,
0: the magic number that works, the magic number that works and lets you do almost whatever you want to do is 20 million. Yeah, yeah. If you want to trade for somebody, you can bring everybody back and trade for somebody for 20 mil. You just got to decide who you don't bring back to replace that 20 mil. Exactly. And 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 if you want to, I mean, there's a million. If, there's a million. If you want to go the MLE rope and pay twelve million dollars and hopefully get Brooke Lopez or or Bruce Brown, I, would you like Bruce Brown to start for you, uh, small start, But Bruce,
2: I like Bruce Brown on the team.
0: Because um, if like you Bruce do you bring everybody like back, including Lonnie. You know.
2: Yeah. There's, but, you there's know, but you,
0: you got to be careful with them because you can't, you can't pay Rui more than 15. You can't pay, you know, well, you're going to get locked in anyway at 11.3. You're
2: locked or, in at 11.3 for Austin Reeves. It's going to cost. Austin Reeves, yeah.
0: So, but, but they can bring back, they can bring back almost everybody as long as they just don't bring back three small guards. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to understand that darwin has got a problem. They're yeah. sort of like an alcoholic and you don't yeah. put bottles of booze next to him. <laughs> It's just small guards is like crack cocaine for the guy. He just me, goes crazy me, with it.
2: Give me some small hey, guards. Three six foot guards. Give, give me, it, me some small Come on, Rob. I need another small guard. Yeah. Um, I also argue for just keeping Bamba and Beasley. I think they'll have more value at the trading deadline. Well, I
0: think I think Bamba could re, be renegotiated and would would definitely fill the backup. I would give Bamba four million.
2: Well, he'll be if you if you well. So to that. If we say if we take away his guaranteed contract, that means he's a free agent. He can sign an unrestricted free agent. He can sign with anyone for anyone for any amount wherever he wants to go. So there's no guarantee that he comes back to the Lakers. Uh, no, you
0: would negotiate with him before you release him. You know. Well, <laughs> well, sure. You I sit know, down with them yeah. and you say, "Okay, Bamba, what, what, here's here, no. It's a very simple thing. You are, sit you, down with are you, him trying, to pay, me? Are you like trying to, to tell him, me we'd like to keep him, but we can't pay 10 million. What would he accept for us?
2: I think he'd say, make me a free agent, and I'll take my chances on the open market.
0: Well, I don't know. I do. I know. If he's not going to get 10. He's not going to get it close to 10.
2: I sense, a, I sense another $5 bet, Tom. I sense another hmm? $5 <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I will bet you that Bamba uh-huh. was not signed for more than $5 million.
2: I think that his greatest uh, attribute is his – expiring contract up to you know any point up until it becomes fully guaranteed yeah, on January exactly.
0: yeah but it doesn't help a team under the cap because
2: yeah
0: but if imagine we, if, we, if we guarantee that 10 million then that means number one that we're going to have a hard time bringing d'angelo back sure. um so all of a sudden now we've got in addition to needing a starting a starting point guard and a backup point guard and you know and a backup center we get into all of these problems. And if like you and I, we need a starting center too. We're getting as consumed with the center and point guard position as being the key spots that need to be strengthened, both starting and finish starting and backup.
2: Yeah, I don't see Bamba having any. Anybody... We haven't even
0: talked about the need that we need for a bigger wing or somebody like Vanderbilt who could shoot.
2: Yeah, well, that we'll skip over four because we went we went deep on four last time. We want really Roo- and Reeves back. We'll probably go up to fifteen million to keep Hachimura. Uh, Reeves were locked in at Reeves were locked in at some
0: dip team will go out there and offer a hundred million just to screw the Lakers.
2: It's not, but that doesn't count for next season or the following. It's the third season that that becomes a problem. Yeah. that's, yeah, a, three, that's a three years a away problem. I'm, I'm, I I I think you do it no matter what. I think you you, yeah. you re up with Reeves no matter what.
0: Well, Even it's, not it's not today's dollars you're going to pay them in anyway.
2: Right. And bef- by the time that comes around, that other deal comes around.
0: That could be a good contract. This,
2: there, there'll be different revenue streams. Everything will look different. So I, I think. Well, the new TV
0: doing, contract's probably going to give us 10% raises for two or three years.
2: And there's also a bunch of stuff coming through the thing. So yeah. you brought it up. These are guys that I'd like to see. Who would you like to see?
0: Who would I like to see? I actually have it broken down by, um, we have three opportunities to to improve the team. In other words, we could bring back the existing team and we have three unique opportunities to add somebody. One is the number 17 pick, which could bring it st- somebody who could start and help us right, right from the beginning. Not a starter, but a rotation player. Then you have, secondly, you have the, mle of 12 million dollars hi there another Lakers fan all right so you got that 12 million dollars and then you got the 4.4 the 4 million dollar bae so those are three opportunities that you could use to get some good players so it's interesting to look at it because i've listed four guys that i think i'd like to draft one of them being uh lively Derek lively from duke the center the second one being uh, Kaysan Wallace, who's like the best perimeter defender and is a point guard, shoots 35% from three, and he's the best defender in the league or in the sitting draft. like,
2: sitting like Sam.
0: And then, um, and then the other one is um, Bilal uh, Kulabali, who's the French guy who's on the team with Wimbaniana. He's a 6'6 six, six, uh, six, six with a 7'3 wingspan wing who shoots close to 40% from three. And he is the best perimeter defender in the League. And then the other guy I like, let's see, there was a fourth guy, uh, Jordan Hawkins, three-point shooter, elite shooter, six-four, can get his shot off from anywhere and so forth. So one of those four guys could be an impact player from that. Then you go to the MLE. Uh, I obviously, I like Brook Lopez as my first choice, trying to talk him into it. Buy him everything at Disneyland, you know, whatever you have to do. Um, Bruce Brown, I do like a lot. I wish he was bigger, but uh, he he would be terrific addition to it. Um, see, I'm trying to think of who else did I list on that list?
2: Well, I like, I'll tell you a couple while you think about it. I like Xavier Tillman, as I said last week. Oh, um, I like Tillman too. I would trade Beasley for Stephen Adams and Tillman and a little bit of money to make that work. I don't know. Josh Hart was the other one that I had. i take Bamba instead of Beasley hmm. and Christie to make that work, but I would do that. I would keep Beasley in that case and hope that you can, with a summer and a training camp, have it work better than it did. Oh, that, it, it, I think he had two good games. There's some argument
0: for Beasley and Bamba both that a training camp could have changed the direction of their career with the Lakers.
2: I mean, it's yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, Bamba, even when his ankle was good, didn't get minutes. Beasley got no minutes in the playoffs out after the first series. I, I don't know. It's, it's the defensive side. I mean, and this is the thing with with our coach. You know, it's not Mike D'Antoni. It's Darvin Ham, who's a little bit more yeah. like Frank Vogel. And if you're not going to defend, and if you don't
0: if you don't play defense really well, it's going to be it's sort of like Vogel too. The, That's you're. That's if. If you're a general manager and your coach is Darwin Ham or Frank vogel don't give them don't give them guys that just shoot, man, because those right. guys ain't gonna make the lineup. Nope. Just you know, defenders. They'll, they'll get exposed and uh and you know and, and he won't play them.
2: I'd bring back unless they're six
0: foot guards, unless they're six foot guards, then he probably
2: right. will. Well, that's – again, this is why I don't really see the CP3 thing happening. But he's not – He's not. I know he averages like 1.8 steals or whatever, but he's not a good defender. No. He, he, he is he is good. But one thing player. I do like is that he
0: to, – to post eight assists and just two turnovers for the whole season for an average. Sure. That's pretty impressive, man.
2: I mean, that's that's guys on the team making shots. Is he going to have well, the same but guys? That's, well,
0: who... that's, also, that's also getting the ball to those guys without turning right. it over. And that's you a know, those, a lot of those,
2: lot of those shots. as easy as it looks. Right. Nobody a else. To, a lot of those assists all that went to Devin Booker or like yeah, guys. none of those
0: guard, None of there's no other guard with it. it's just a assist to turnover ratio close to that other than other than the guy you were talking about from the Grizzlies, the backup point guard. There, so I'd love to steal him for a starting point guard.
2: We can come up with a big list of guys we want as we get a little bit closer to free agency. Um, I'm looking forward to. I think in the next week or so, maybe as soon as the NBA finals are done, Larry Kuhn will drop his uh, his new updated uh, FAQ about the uh, CBA, which I look forward to. Well,
0: man, I was just reading some of the changes in the trades.
2: I'd like to get into that next week. I'd like to. Uh, God, was, I don't even
0: know. I don't know if I've got enough time to study upon it. I mean, that was, <laughs> well, let's, was crazy let's study man, the ones man.
2: that apply the most to the Lakers. Oh, let's Jeez. not let's not worry about some of the other stuff, but. Some of the stuff that applies directly to the Lakers and their summer moves. Let's do that. Well,
0: it's going to be – there are are going to be moves made by half a dozen teams this summer just to get out of trouble, get out to lower their cap and to to lower their tax bill.
2: Technically, they have until the trading deadline. that That 179,
0: 179 million second tax line.
2: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun summer. I think we'll wrap it up there. We're coming up on an hour. Last time we went for a really long time, but we went for an hour and a half. So and we've got some stuff to do here as a family. We're about to, it looks like we've got some mm-hmm. science projects going on over there. Um, don't the we'll, don't blow anything up. <laughs> we will try not to blow anything up. Uh, I generally don't let Sydney or anything. Well, you yeah, so.
0: know, well, the, well, the draft is what, the 22nd? Yep. So we're, uh, this is the 10th. We're 12 days, uh, less than two weeks away from the draft.
2: So in two weeks, we'll be able to talk draft players. Next week, I think I'd like to talk some of the more arcane aspects of what we've seen come through on the CBA, Um, specifically what you were talking about, just that one provision about trades, because that is what's really going to define. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because for those that don't follow the trade stuff, trades are one of the ways that teams can – go over the cap or lower their cap because they the trades you just have to have 75 percent or 120 you can go up to 125 percent or you can take back 75 percent of what you send out so if you trade 10 million you can take back 12.6 million or you can trade just 7.4 million back so that's how you can up and down lower and a lot of the teams have used that as ways of getting way up over the cap while we'll still being able to make legal trades and that's going to change a lot but as we get closer to the draft, I think it's also going to – I think we'll – are we going to be able to do next Saturday, Jamie? I thought you were said you were going to be out of town. Yes. Stuff.
2: Actually, you're right. Next Saturday I'll be in Phoenix, and so we'll have to skip. So when we come back, we'll actually have – the draft will have happened. Yeah. Else, the, the finals will have concluded.
0: Let's check around. Let's Maybe we can maybe we can pick an alternate time for okay. the next week before the draft. We'll try to fit something in. So that we can get I'm that quite and... certain.
2: i'm quite certain jared will schedule a draft special of some sort
0: yeah yep i'm sure I'm, they will do
2: okay but anyway let's
0: good good discussion good discussion man
2: yeah as always uh feel free to uh, send us your suggestions we appreciate our fantastic lakers chat room and all the people who uh like and subscribe to our uh, various endeavors uh thanks blue magic nice to see you pop by throw that up on the old stream because i learned how to do that today And we will uh, catch you on the flip side. As always, like and subscribe. Lakers Fast Break. Come on by Lakerholics. Create a profile. Debate with Tom and I about our various uh, positions and stake a position of your own. It's it's a lot of fun over there. Some great, knowledgeable folks. And we'll see you uh, next time on the Lakers Fast Break.